Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's over for Buffalo. Mm. It's over. I'm telling you. Yeah. That defense, nice. Mm-hmm. It's the coach. Yeah. You can keep a scheme. But you can't keep his leadership. Yo, let me go talk to this player like this. Mm. Let me go meet this one where they're at. Let me go challenge this one. Let me cut this one. What you doing? Let me. So you can keep his scheme, but, you, but he ain't there. That's Brandon Marshall on the Bills' loss to Leslie oh. Frazier. Start tanking. He said it's hold over. On, hold on. I don't think that what he says there, I don't believe. If Okay. Remove. It's over. I was going to say that's that's the that's the, the headline, right? And the rest of it is probably exactly right. If there's one impression I have of Leslie Frazier, you know, for better or for worse, however you feel about him as a coach, conversations with Leslie Frazier. You know, we talked to him at training camp, seeing him on meeting the media, whenever. His whole demeanor that I get, not as a player that's coached by him, but the, I think the presence he gives gives off, Joe, is like a character in a movie who can say. I've seen it all, man. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I've seen a lot of bleep. Yeah. And veteran coach, I I think he would probably be a tremendous asset to have for a rookie corner, for Christian Bentford switching to safety. Sean McDermott, I think most of us know by now, the reputation for McDermott is McDermott is intense. McDermott yep. is firebrand and Frazier seems to me like the other side of the pillow, whatever, the other side of the coin. And I could see where the two of them together would be really good, right? We, you see this a lot. We, we talked about this a lot with Brian Dable. Hey, McDermott's going to say be conservative, and someone's there to push back against that. And you weren't going to change Dable, so maybe while they butted heads at times, they would have represented two sides of the coin yeah. that could check each other. And from a leadership standpoint, I do think that that might be right about Leslie Frazier. I mean, Tyler Dunn has written about McDermott a little bit, that sometimes he might rub his coaches the wrong way. Sometimes he might be tough to take. Chad Hall has left. Yep. He didn't answer the question about what happened with Chad Hall. He just left. Okay? He wanted a better opportunity. And this happened with the special teams coach. This has happened with a couple coaches that just leave. And whether or not it's true about McDermott burning people out a little bit, that might be because they can't stand the heat. Might be because he runs too hot. You know, whatever. This kind of stuff happens. I'm not accusing McDermott of anything great, mm-hmm. crazy. So everything he said there about Leslie Frazier, other than it's over for Buffalo, I think the rest right. of it is probably exactly right. That he knows how to take a player 
talk to him about this, make this adjustment, be a leader of men. That is a, a thing that coaches, of course, have to do. Every one of our conversations with Don Granado on this station, yeah, it's not a lot of X's and O's. It's a lot more about his decisions, how he wants to mix the lines. I'd rather have them be mad at me than mad at each other. And It's people management. It is absolutely yeah. people management. And that is a huge part of being a coach in the NFL, of being a coordinator, of being especially a head coach. But how are you treating different players knowing that this kind of message works with this guy and this kind of message works with this guy? It is about getting the most out of your players. You have problems with his scheme? Okay. Maybe there's some changes there. How big of a loss is Frazier stepping away for a year? And is that a fancy way to say he's just going away? Yeah. I don't know the answer to those questions. I'm not diminishing it, though. I think it's a loss. They value him. They have valued him for seasons. And if it's his decision to step away, that means it's not their decision, which means they wanted him back. Right. He, by the way, I was checking for this the other day. They finally updated it. So the Bills website that lists their coaching staff, they no longer list the defensive coordinator. I was wondering if they might keep him listed. Because to me, one of the possible outcomes, even if it was the least likely, is Frazier will take a year off and then he will return as defensive coordinator next year. But he's not listed. So I'm still wondering if they they're done. I mean, Sal kind of, you know, his report about it's likely McDermott will to have an increased role in play calling and whatnot. Like, to me, I'm thinking that's probably what's going to happen and that they're not going to hire a defensive coordinator just because they're too late in the game. So what are they losing, though? I mean, like, the play, the leader stuff and, and all of, like, how he handles people, Frazier, too, I think all of that can be right. And I'm still going to feel like there's a – I'm going to feel like they could really upgrade defensive play calling-wise. Yeah, just I, mixing it up. Like I'm not that's not to say Frazier has been bad. Nope, I know because he's look. Find me a defensive coordinator in the league in the last six years that has had a higher rate of success than Leslie Frazier. Personnel matters. You, you won't find it. DVOA, they're top five every year except for the one year they were 14th. Like they're great and. We got a lot of anger at, at Leslie Frazier after the season. People wanted him fired. But I feel like that might just happen everywhere because I bet you the same reaction on other teams right now is just looking at, well, Leslie Frazier just became available. Can we coerce him into coming here? Because we'd love that. Next year, he'd be a hot candidate if he decides to return to coaching because what will you look at? You'll look at the success rate. You'll look at the numbers. You'll look at his reputation. And a lot of that points to he's a top defensive coordinator in football. Mm -hmm. With saying that, because McDermott's the head coach, and because they do have still a lot of talent, Von Miller, you know, depending if he's back, I feel like they're not gonna they're not gonna miss it that much. They'll they'll maintain they, if they drop from second in DVOA defensively to seventh because of this, or in part because of this. I'm not gonna feel like they're any different in their chances to win a well, Super Bowl. He is going to leave the same time that Poyer is probably going to leave. And maybe Edmonds. Maybe Edmonds. So that, the totality of it is... It's a is, big, big change. So th yeah. there's a point to be made in there about you know defense and chasing the defense and how good it can be. I've, I'd like to bring up another point. He gets he gets a lot of the 13 seconds, right? Yeah, he probably... Does he get most of it? 
Maybe I mean, McDermott I, I, gets I, most of it, but he does. He I, does. I'll ask. How could it not be on McDermott instead? They called timeouts before each play. Right. Everything was discussed. It's not like we just, you know, no huddle, what's the call? It was right. You have to, you have a commercial break to talk about your strategy. I'm not saying it's all McDermott or it's all Frazier in those 13 seconds. The kick is involved in there too. But if you go back to that that epic collapse in those seconds, they also lost a coin toss which mattered there too. But if you go back to that that collapse, they discussed it at length throughout the process and lost anyway. Yeah. And then the players talked about it a little bit and what yeah. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde said Levi Wallace didn't go rogue. There's right. miscommunication on this. How does how does 13 seconds just get tied to Frazier? Just because he's the one that's leaving? He's not going to be here next year? Well, because yes, he's, he's the, the play caller. He's the play caller. But you make a good point about the timeouts. McDermott calls timeouts all the time to get in the right call. Right. So in those moments, is that not McDermott saying what he wants? Why else is he calling timeout? Is he calling timeout to find out what Leslie Frazier was going to call in all those timeouts? Right. I mean, it's a... It's a feature of a Sean McDermott-led team is to call timeouts on big plays to get the right call in. He's not making those calls. He's not already got his finger, whatever, got his 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 fingerprints on the defense, as he should. He's the head coach. It's his team. Run it like this. Do it like this. This is what I want. So I'm, I'm not doing backflips over Leslie Frazier being gone. Yeah. And if you are, okay. If you are what I think that you might be doing is chasing defense. And chasing defense to me is fraught with problems. Look yeah. what happened in the playoffs. Look what happened. Who made it through? The best offenses. In the Super Bowl, number one offense against number one defense, Philadelphia. How'd they do? Didn't matter. They got shredded. Yeah. How did I mean the the, the Niners defense, I guess they couldn't really hold up because Brock Purdy and they couldn't throw and you know the game script get out of control. But if Purdy does play, isn't that game probably a shootout? Isn't that also 35-31? Yeah. At worst. Yeah. If you're tr- if you're chasing defense all the way, I think you're just in for disappointment. And it's one of the reasons I think a lot of Bills fans Joe are ready for. Sure, you want to make changes, Frazier? Okay, Poyer, okay. Um, yes, the defense is going to need some attention, but I better see this team invest in their offense. It's gotta be better. It's gotta be right. You, yep. you, you almost have to be you have to pursue unstoppable on offense rather than the team that makes the most stops because it's a league tilted toward offense. Play a perfect game, get a defensive holding call. That offense gets another try. Get a get a roughing the passer. I mean, the best defense in the league, how they lose the game. They got a flag thrown on them. Fla- right. Flags on a defense can can end a game, can lose a game for you. Flags on an offensive play that never happens with ten yard loss of down. You get another try, like every time. Right. So, the 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 Frazier departure. It's I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed by it. I would say I'm not expecting much different from them going forward. If they change a little bit of what they do, okay. You know what they'll probably do? Be good on defense. They'll probably be top five because Sean McDermott defenses are always excellent. And then what? Then we'll get to the playoffs, and we'll see if they can put up more points than the Chiefs or or Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And if they can't do that, well, then they're going to go out. What? We're going to say when they lose 32-29, to 29, we're mad about the defense again? I guess what you're looking for is a one-off. You're looking for 
the Bengals half against the Chiefs in their AFC title game. Give me a scoreless half in a big game. Yeah. And they did that against Houston and lost anyway. But man, I'm I'm doing I'm going down a rabbit hole I probably shouldn't be, but I'm rewatching the 13 seconds right now. Yeah. And it's like the full full broadcast. Okay. How much time between plays to talk about it all? I'm doing it right now. So after the kickoff, it's pretty immediate. It's probably like 45 seconds. I'm still between the Tyreek Hill play and the Travis Kelsey play right now, and I'm already at a minute and a half. They called timeout. They, the Chiefs called timeout. So you had them setting the ball. Then you had them line up. Then after the timeout, then you had the Bills call timeout, and then you have all that time in between. So they bought, the ball was just snapped, and it was a minute and 50 seconds to, to figure out that play call. And th- what's funny is, like, they don't really show the Bills talking on the sidelines. They do show Leslie Frazier at one point. They show McDermott run up and call the timeout. So while the camera is, you know, looking at Harrison Butker doing something, Frazier and McDermott, I'm sure, like, there is a conversation being had there. I can't imagine McDermott's not a part of it. But it, the, the right thing to probably do is you don't want to absolve anybody from that. Right? Everybody, everybody had their hand in the bowl. But... Frazier's a part of it, mm-hmm. and he does, does Does he have a reputation, at least here, does he have a reputation for being too conservative with his play calling? They have, They can have a conservative style of defense. They're in their whole formula for five years, six years, especially when they play teams like the Chiefs and the Bengals is, we're just going to sit back. You, you're you going to make your mistakes. We're going to bet that you can't yeah. beat us on 12 play drives. That's their bet. That's it their was. formula and, to, to stop top offenses. And that had to change this year with Micah Hyde going out. It did. And Poyer missing considerable time. But I think... And the, Trey White not being 100%. Like, the, the defense had... Yeah. What? It, it was patchwork. Well, what will be part of, I think, Frazier's reputation among Bills fans, which is why I think it started getting more frustrating, is... I've got how they play defense in general. I've got the 13 seconds plays where they are backed off. And then I've got the Bengals game where they were they were back the whole time. Third and three inviting you to take the five yards. Just sitting back. And I think the reputation that, that I think that has fallen more so on Frazier than McDermott of they are very, very conservative with their play calling defensively. And when it's time to get into press, time to blitz, time to go after it a little bit, were they not doing it enough? I, I, I don't know the X's and O's of like when they should have been doing that. Feels like the third and three against the Bengals though should have been one of those times, and you one. didn't. And you didn't do it. No, it's a bad one. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty update. Tyler Bertuzzi traded to the Bruins. Okay, he was the number one player in TSN's trade trade bait list. Which means the number one player now is Thatcher Demko. Not the look. Is it Carolina's first Carolina's round pick? Carolina's first round pick. Can no. Carolina actually I'm seeing is getting not criticism, but they, they traded for Shane Gostaspear. They're the one contender in the East that has really not done anything major. No. They usually do. They usually and do. And their owner talked about being aggressive. And they're sitting here with they've got all their picks still. Tampa's yeah. done it. Toronto's done it. The Rangers have done it. The Devils have done it. Yep. And they're sitting here with all their picks, and they might not have anybody out there that's worth dealing for. Scott in Rochester. Go ahead, Scott. Hey, guys. I wanted to jump in on the Frazier discussion and also talk about the offense a little bit. As far as Frazier goes, like, you know, when it really mattered the most, 
regardless of whether he's calling these plays or McDermott is calling the plays, they generally no-show. They no-show against Kansas City in the playoffs. They no-showed against Cincinnati in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, the regular season's good, but, I mean, when you need when you need Frazier to be Frazier and be, the defense to be elite, they're not. I guess, Scott, without, year, without disagreeing, I just want to follow up with one, one question. Which, yeah. which defense showed up in the playoffs? Not for the Bills. What NFL team had its defense show up in the playoffs? And that's the thing. It's an offensive league. Yeah. So, you, you know what? The defense doesn't show up, but you need the offense to show up. But everyone seems to think we're running a Ken Dorsey Learning Academy here instead of trying <laughs> to win a championship. So, you know, we have to let Dorsey develop. Like, we, we don't really have time for that. Like, this is Allen in his prime, like, just unstoppable Allen as far as the physicality. And, you know, that's going to go away in a couple of years. So, I mean, we got to worry. But I'm really more worried about the play calling as I was all year this year. Dorsey had no, no, um, no vision. It was basically the same stuff all year. And defensive coordinators figured him out. So I'm not worried so much about Frazier so much as I am. What are we going to do on offense to make us unstoppable? You know? Yep. Thanks, Scott. I, I laughed when you said Ken Dorsey Learning Academy because – I think that hearing you say it that way, there's part of me that feels the same way. Like, you went to a rookie play caller, there were going to be questions about that, and they think and hope he can grow into year two. Okay, I hope I hope they're right, I hope things get better. It wasn't bad, but the margins are small, right? You don't have – the margins between the Bills and the Chiefs are small, and I think that we would all agree that – you know, the Chiefs have better coaching in the offensive play-calling department. That shouldn't come as a surprise. A Hall of Fame coach has had a better and more experienced resume than the first-year play-caller. But the first-year play-caller is a choice. You make that choice to do that. So that's why I laughed. Like, I don't I don't think that's misguided. I think that's a, that is a, you know, a little snarky way to say it, but it, there's truth in there. Maureen and Clarence. Good morning, Maureen. Back to hockey. <laughs> All right. Um- I, I had tried to call the other day and actually got bumped because of the Leslie Frazier news. But anyway, um, the conversation the other day where they do the um, call in from Don Granado and uh, they were discussing the possibility of some of the players being nominated for some of these awards coming up. And I think Howard mentioned that, uh, you know, Granado should be in the mix for coach of the year. And I have a, a very strong feeling on that because I think I've often thought the I, I'm starting to question some of these awards that they give and why they give them. Um, it shouldn't just go to the coach that has the team that has the best record. I think they should be looking at what Granado has done here in a very short time is the turnaround and the turnaround of the team uh, has, has created such a, a positive energy in, in the room. Uh, he has, brought back uh, young players' careers who were kind of like, uh, what's his name, Darlene. Darlene was getting bumped. Uh, Thompson was getting bumped. They weren't playing under Ralph. Uh, he was, uh, he, when, when they brought in Tuck and Turka, Tuck, while he was a great, you know, he was playing great. He wasn't the great player. He was playing behind so many top players out in Vegas. And look at his career, how it has taken off. And, I mean, his name is, is, is out there, and I had never really heard of him before. Not that I'm the expert, but I think, I think uh, a coach is so much more than just the wins and losses of the team. And I think he has done 
a tremendous job at his uh, at, at his style of coaching and bringing players along and bringing giving them uh, the the uh, I can't freedom. Word, he right? gives them the freedom to make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the the other thing I wanted to mention was Paul um, uh, Hamilton. I <laughs> I love listening to this guy. He is uh, he he brings so much information that you don't know or you wouldn't get anywhere else i feel his his comments on how the trades go down and what you know where people will just complain well the sabers didn't do anything and how he explained the fact that um they maybe not they didn't get the same consideration or they wanted more from the sabers um i just think that he brings a lot to the programming uh, you know, for for all listeners, but for you know people like me, I've been around hockey for a long time, and I mean he he tells he tells things that I was never aware of, and I just think he's very credible to the program, uh, to the program, to the station, and to you know what he does yep. as, a, as a reporter. Yeah, thanks, Maureen, and yeah, we love love Paul, love having Paul on. He'll be on probably the afternoon, guys. I'd imagine today it's game day. Sabres pregame, 6 o'clock, Sabres and Bruins. Thanks for, the call. Thanks for the call. On Granato as head coach of the year, most sports, coach of the year goes to, oops, the team we thought we wouldn't be good, yep. wouldn't be that good, is better than we thought. It's you, you heard a lot of noise for Sean McDermott should get coach of the year for how he navigated the Bills through the DeMar Hamlin stuff, all that, right? Yep. Didn't finish top three. Why? Because Brian Dable and the Giants were better than they were supposed to be. And who are the other candidates? It was Sirianni, the Eagles. Yep. They were great, better than they're supposed to be. Who was the third? Doug Peterson. Look at the Jaguars. Yep. From worst in the league, just about to better. Oh, no, they were. They picked number one. Yeah, they to, were. To division win. They won the division. Yep. yep. And, if, and, and, and won a playoff game. And if Granado gets into the playoffs, he'll have a look at it. Because the Sabres are not supposed to make it. If they do, if they finish seventh, he might win it. Do you know the other uh, nominees right now, or for, the other the betting odds favorites for Coach of the Year? Coach of the Year. There's only four names listed, and I will tell you that Granado is not one of the four names yep. listed right now in the NHL. Coach of the Year. It yep. would be. Um, I mean, I want to say Boston because they're so far ahead, and that was supposed to be maybe a rebuilding year. Yep. Good guess. Is that right? Yeah. Jim Montgomery is the favorite at minus three fifty. Let me guess the team. Yeah. Let me guess the teams instead of the yep. the coaches because it's what it really comes down to and Montgomery. By the way, the Bruins are on pace for the NHL record in points and wins. That'll so do it. If you get history, sometimes that can overcome. No one thought you were going to be good. I'll take Lindy Ruff. He is second, plus five hundred. Love to see Lindy win it. I'll take. I want to say. Hmm. I mean, I guess the stars. No, 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 nope. not them. Granado, it feels like should be listed for me over one of these guys, but Seattle. Seattle is on here. Dave's Hackstall plus fourteen hundred, and then you're missing the guy who's in third. Is it East or West? East Rangers. Nope. They've been great. It's not one of your oh, surprise teams. Carolina. Yeah, Rod okay. Brindamore plus okay. twelve hundred. So yeah, if Granado makes the playoffs. He'll be he'll in, be a nominee. He'll, he'll be in the mix. Uh, he'll be a finalist. It it does seem like I would say Boston's a favorite. Minus three fifty. Yeah. It's it does, the, although it's, shouldn't it be It's the kind of year where they're always good. They were not supposed to this was a year yeah. that starting the season we said, could Boston fall out? Is it time for them to fall out? That did happen to Washington. Yeah. That's kind of happening to Pittsburgh. And Boston responded with a 47-8-5 mark. Yeah, right. So, like, and I, I think if he doesn't get it, let's say they kind of plateau here and they don't they don't set the records that they're on pace for um, and they kind of, you know, 
limp their way into the playoffs a bit, which has not been happening. But if that happens, here's why I actually don't think Granada will have a look at it. I think he could be a finalist. If it comes down to we're going to give it to the guy coaching the team that we didn't think was going to be good, Lindy's going to win it. Because the Devils were right where the Sabres were, but they're not just finding a way into the playoffs. Like They are third in the NHL in points. And they could win their division still. And they're, they traded for Timo Meyer, Right. So I, I think Granado could be a finalist, but if we're giving it to the team that's the most surprising, it's going to be it's going to be Lindy. I'm going to snark something real quick here so that it doesn't count. It doesn't mean I'm mad at the Sabres, okay? I'm not mad at the Sabres. Uh-huh. Um, did New Jersey hit fast forward at any point? <laughs> Sorry. I'm not mad. I just don't like hearing that phrase. Yep. You can't fast forward. Of course you can. It's great. Yeah, do you win? All the time. I, I I watch a video on YouTube. What happens? A little see the thing in the corner that says skip ads. I skip the ads. Yeah. That's fast forward. Here's a, well, here's another way of thinking of it. If they don't hit fast forward at any point, be how long will it take them to be like a cup contender, though? That's a good question because here's another. All right. On the other side, I got an answer for you because I think right. there's another trap I'm seeing a few people, my opinion, fall into about, well, the time's not right. I'll tell you what I mean next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Boston makes a trade. They acquire Tyler Bertuzzi from the Red Wings, who have sold off a couple pieces. They also extended Dylan Larkin for big money. $8.7 million per year. Yeah. Is he a better player than Tage Thompson? I compared him to, I compared Dylan Cousins to him the other day. Dylan Cousins, I, I'm not, is this crazy? Could I argue Dylan Cousins is as good as Dylan Larkin? Dylan Larkin's career high in points is 73. He's going to break that this year if he keeps playing. He's got 57 and 59 games. Cousins does? No. Oh, Larkin. Larkin. He's, he's, he's about a point a game this year. Yeah. For Cousins, got, Cousins right now is on pace for 75? In his age, what's he? 21. In his age 21 season, Dylan Larkin had 63 points. Okay. And they, by the way, play very similar styles. Like, super fast, all around, can offensive, defensive, good hands, good, like just kind of really good at everything. Yeah. Real quick thing on the Sabres. Which game would it have been? I've been off for a couple days, so I missed the Columbus game. Before that, they good, beat good somebody you. in the afternoon. Who they beat in the afternoon? They beat the Capitals. Okay. Was that the game where Krebs went? Yeah. Seven to four. Seven. What was the game before that? Um, before that was the Panthers. They won that game too. Yep. 
When was that? Friday, Saturday? That was Friday. Friday night. Anderson, big game, 40 yeah. or 51 saves. Whatever game it was, I forget, but I tweeted out about Peyton Krebs. You want to talk about, again, like another credit to Granado. Krebs was not cracking the lineup and not contributing earlier in the year. Right. And now he's a nice player. Yeah. And he's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. Peyton Krebs yes. is crazy. Yes. In the good way. Yeah. Right? We're like Right, no, in a good way. In the good way. Where uh oh, something's going on. Who's in there? Oh, that's Krebs. Yep. You can't he's small enough to where he could be in the middle of a pile and you don't like you can kind of tell there's a saber in there Who is it? stirring yeah. everything up. It's probably Krebs. Yeah. And he's just his mouth is going and yeah. he's looking back like somebody wrote to me and I thought it was a great thing to say about Krebs. Let me see if I can find it here after after I said it. Like Krebs, he's been fun to watch. Cousins and Krebs have both really taken big strides this year, Cousins especially. But with Krebs, I gotta find it. It was such a good tweet. Okay, here you go. Mike wrote to me after I said, like, it's it's cool to see Peyton Krebs settling into the role as the team psycho. Yeah. Mike wrote in, he plays like he has zero idea he's not six foot four, two forty. He's like a beagle that thinks he's a Rottweiler. Nobody tell him. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what makes him so like it's fun. He's fun to watch. All right. He, he, by the way, is not. I would have assumed he was first on the team in penalty minutes. He's second. Do you know first is? Um, Krebs has forty-two. This player has seventy-two. First on the team in penalty minutes is going to be Yoki Haru. Nope. I feel like he just hooks a lot. Yoki Haru. That's a that's a bad guess. That's not twenty-two. Darlene has seventy-two penalty minutes. Okay, this that year. doesn't make much sense. I just felt like Yoki Haru. Misconduct. I, I, I see him in the box all the time. That's right. Is there like a misconduct in there for Darlene at some point? There has to be. Either way, you're right on Krebs. Krebs also, last thing on him, he's only got 18 points on the season. So, like, offensively, he hasn't been doing that. But the the surprise on him has been he's been playing on a, a gritty line all year, right? Like, by far, his two his two most common line mates are Kyle Oposo and Zemgus Gergensens. And he's actually been a really good two-way center, right? Like, he's been playing a role I would have never in a million years thought would be how he'd provide value. But... He is as like the the defensive specialist centerman. Like he's actually done a really good job at that. Eight oh three oh five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. So the trap I, I mentioned to yeah, you the trap the trap that I see a few falling into. Well, is, I, I asked you like if they don't do anything and they, everything's organic. Like how long is reasonable to expect them to take to be a okay. Stanley Cup contender, not just bubble playoff yep, team? And here's your answer. Well, you know, Boston, Tampa, these teams have just traded away all their first-round picks, so like three, two, three years, they're not going to be that good. You should never plan for that. You should never plan for, well, another team's window's going to close. It's going to fall off. How long ago should that have happened to Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh had like five years ago. They had like three windows. Yeah. And they picked in the first round three times in a decade. This was supposed to be Boston's fall-off year. Right. They're going to set, they're they're set the NHL record in wins. Right. Toronto, when's Toronto going to get bad? We know they can restack their deck and reset basically everything because they have so many unrestricted free agents. What, they're just going to be bad? Right. I don't think so. Tampa? You're telling me that the teams, the, these organizations that have run exceedingly well are just going to all of a sudden start to be bad? The thing that's going to make them fall off, in part, is you. You have to get better. Right. You have to challenge them. So I don't want to do any sort of planning for 
well, I wouldn't do this now because, you know, now's not the time. Should, like, New Jersey, should Timo Meyer, should they really trade for Timo Meyer considering the Bruins and the Hurricanes and the East is loaded? Uh, you are here, you're, you're, in a, you're in a tournament. Go win it. If you think you can win it, win it. Flags fly forever, right? Did they pay a big price? I don't know. They paid a first-round pick, probably a nice prospect, and a bunch of, I've got a new thing, by the way. I've been telling yeah. you that fourth-round picks are mail-in rebates for dish soap. Yes. Third-round picks are a dozen donuts. That's what I'm going with that. A dozen donuts. Do- Third-round pick is a dozen donuts. I feel like that's a lot more valuable than a re- people yeah, like is. People like a dozen donuts that, a lot more right. than like a rebate on dish soap. That they do. Okay. But, but at the end of the day, how valuable is it? It's not much more. Not really that valuable. Yeah, it's about the same. Yep. Like, hey, I'll give you a dozen donuts for the right to Eric Portillo. Okay. That sounds yeah. good. If the Sabres were offered a dozen donuts instead of the third-round pick, you tell me they wouldn't get the same return? Like, right. it's a third-round pick. Well, I don't need them to do this now, especially now that there's no players that are available. Aren't we going to be disappointed, though, if they enter next season without some type of substantial substantial move? I mean, goalie, they're going to have to do something. Yes. So that's going to have to happen. If they don't, it would be malpractice. Yeah. yeah. But the rest of the roster... Like, would, would people be upset if they don't do something that moves the meter? First-round pick for a player? I mean, I felt like they were going to trade a first-round pick for a player for a decade, and it's never happened. Right. They could have done it for Cam Fowler instead of taking Alex Nylander. Right. Didn't. Because, of course, you can never part with those picks. Right. I mean, anyway. Depends where they're picking, too, right? Like, if they're... It, Nylander, for that example, they were eighth, eighth. right? So might be a little harder to part with a top ten pick, whereas if the Sabres are picking fifteenth, like that that doesn't sound like a big difference, but by the percentages, that is a major, major difference. Yeah. And you're like Ottawa, like a lot of these teams now are starting to take the Tampa approach, which is Julian Breezeball <laughs> putting words to it of these picks aren't that valuable. Yeah, he, so he I'm, nailed it. I'm going all in. His quote after trading for he what, traded a first, a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth for Tanner Janot from yeah. Nashville. And he said, at the end of the day, I know there's a perceived value of those picks, but we have a really good idea of what the actual value of those picks are. Individually, you can go, what's that first round pick worth? What's the second round pick? And so forth and so on. When we look at what's worth what it's worth to us based on the odds, I'd rather have the good player right now for this season and next to help this group win right now because I know what the odds are of those picks turning into players. I know the odds are of those picks turning into players that can help us win while we have this group in their prime, ready to go. The odds of that are zero. None of these picks are going to help. None of the players we were going to draft with those picks are going to help us win this year or next or probably the year after that. So when you put it into that context and you frame it that way, it ends up being a pretty easy easy decision. Yeah. And, and Toronto is and, acting accordingly, and, and Boston is acting accordingly. The, and the next step is for him to say, not even that these picks might not help this year or next, it's to say, ever. Right, the ever. chances that your third-round pick ever helps you right. are not exactly strong. Right. The only thing I would say about the Sabres and like the timeline and whatnot is you trade those picks, like you only have them once, right? It's currency. And just because I don't want... All of the picks spent on prospects because they could take years and all those guys can't sign anyway. You can spend them on other things, though. So you have to decide what's the right time to cash in. What's the right time to trade this first-round pick and for what? And I, I think 
any point during the this season. But once we once you really figure it out, okay, they got this figured out. They got a core group. They're in a playoff race. At any point from now on, I think it is completely reasonable for this team to part with a first-round pick. I think yeah. they are now, it is more than defendable for them to be one of the teams. Like Ottawa and Detroit. Ottawa and Detroit. I know Detroit is selling a little bit here, but they bought in the offseason. Those teams are making moves to start pushing Boston and Tampa and Toronto. And the Sabres will do that some organically. Power is probably going to get insanely good in the next couple of years. He's already insanely good. But, man, like he could be a top five defenseman next year. Like that, that could be improvement you have organically. And you, Quinn, tra- and you traded him away today for, I did for trade him away. Connor McDavid. <laughs> Quinn could go you. from 11 goals to 30, <laughs> and I don't think it would be that stunning. So there can be some improvement, but, man, like you would have a surety that you're going to get that improvement if you do it these trade routes that we're talking about. Or even like little bit free agency. I don't need them building their team through free agency, but Matt Dumba's 28 years old. If they sign him to a five-year contract in the offseason, that's another way to do it. But something of that sort, I think I'm going to want to see in this offseason. On top of the goaltender move. Because I think they have to make a goalie move by the start of next year. Have to. 803-0550. We're talking about the trade deadline. The Bruins traded for Tyler Bertuzzi in Detroit, retained 50% of the salary. It was for a first-round top 10 protected pick. Man, the East is an arms race. Yeah, it is. Except for Carolina. So far. Deadline is tomorrow. Hey, speaking of um, fun races to watch, in the Premier League, Everton could really go down. They just missed last year and stayed up. There are only six clubs that have never been relegated out of the Premier League. They are one of the six. You know the other five? Um, the other five, Liverpool. Yep, never been relegated. Since Man- this is since 1992, the creation of the Premier League. Okay, Manchester United. Correct. Um, how many more are there? You got three more. Tottenham. Yep. It's, City has been down, so they're not one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Chelsea, I think, has been down. Maybe not. Chelsea. Chelsea went down and. No, never in the Premier League. They did okay. go before the Premier before League. Before the Premier League, they were relegated, but not in the Premier League. So okay. Chelsea is right, and the last one is Arsenal. And the last one is Arsenal. The last time Everton was relegated, eighteen hundreds, nineteen fifty one, from the top flight, and they could go down. Don't you have to root for it? I uh, think so. Uh, like, but don't Shope, you have to root Shope, for? Shope is an Everton supporter, and I he know. wants them to go down just because he thinks it'd be the most interesting thing that's ever happened to them. That's <laughs> probably right. Instead of finishing eighth every year. B caller five at two two one four WGR. That's two two one four nine four seven to win a four pack of tickets for one day admission to the Western New York Sport and Travel Expo. It's coming to the fairgrounds in Hamburg, March tenth through the twelfth. Book your dream hunt or get fishing and hunting gear at special show prices. There's more information at wnysportshow.com. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. All right, that's uh, closing it out for us. Watching Bay Hill underway. Yep. Down in Orlando. We did not talk about this NFLPA poll. No. Yesterday, the grades. One I want to point out that I thought was interesting. See Baltimore's? Would they get ranked highly and poorly in? They got they got 
poorly ranked in a lot of things. Yeah. In particular, strength coaches, where almost every team got a high grade. Baltimore got an F minus, mm. which I didn't even know existed. I thought you just get an F, you get an F. They got an F minus, and they wrote by a lot. So wow. that's the team where that, Lamar Jackson's knee thing has been was a, a storyline, right? Is it the, the end former of last season. Chargers guy that like stabbed Tyrod? I, I don't know about that that guy, but yeah, Baltimore came off surprisingly low in a lot of these things, and they were super low when it came. They were the lowest by a lot with uh, strength coaches. So add right. that in the Lamar Jackson equation if you want. All right, very good. Tomorrow, Howard's last. Show. Set the alarm. Bring the tissues. Call in. I'll bring the apple pie. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to get in here at 5.55. I'll get in before that. I'd like to look at the screen at 5.55 in the morning and see a bunch of callers online. You're going to have to get in and say goodbye because we're going to have some mystery guests, some features coming back, things we used to do. And somebody asked, you know, make requests about, could you do this? What about that? So, yeah, all of it. It'll be a celebrity parade tomorrow with all your phone calls as well. So stay tuned. Tomorrow, 6 a.m., Howard's last show. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.